seeing zombies walking all around us. You can hear them coming. You can hear them breathing, breathing down your spine. Yo, yo, everybody. What it do? What's going on? Welcome back to the next episode of the Ball and Beach Podcast. Once again, I am your host, B. Spence. How's everybody doing out there? Welcome, everybody, for coming back. Appreciate you if you took a listen to the first episode. We're back with more information and another guest on the show. Uh, Today, I have a good friend of mine on with me. Uh, You know, very, very good barber, independent, black-owned business owner. Let's always make sure to support those. Uh, I got my man, uh, Jacob. A.K.A. The Specialist. That's him. What's up? What's up? How y'all doing out there? What's going on? What's going on? So, uh, what we want to do, go ahead. Go ahead and let me know uh, a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself to everybody here uh, to the Bottom Beast Podcast. All right. All right. What's going on, everybody? Everybody out there? You know, uh, my name is Jacob Robinson, A.K.A. The Specialist. You know what I'm saying? Some of y'all might know me as Kenny, but, you know, it's Jacob, you know. But, um... Man, uh, born and raised in Illinois, man. Been down here in Louisville for about, mm, going on about 13 years. Um, come from a family of, you know, barbers, uh, beauty salon owners. So, you know, it's kind of been in my blood. Um, let's see, 36, you know. As my man B. Spence said, you know, I'm owner of Elevating Styles Barbershop, located off of Frankfurt Avenue. Uh, been owner of that for the past, what, uh, four years. Um, want to give a shout out to, you know, Big City Styles, because that's pretty much where I got my start, you know, here when I first moved into, uh, Kentucky, you know, um, okay, we got people in the background. We got an audience and don't even know it. How you doing? But yeah, um, you know, started over there, Big City. Uh, I was with them for about 12 years. Uh, you know, built up my clientele, you know, I was blessed to be able to, uh, service, you know, not just us, you know, blacks or whatever, but, you know, I, I have my clientele is white. So, you know, um, that's something that I, you know, pride myself on. Cause you know, a lot of barbers around here don't really know how to deal with anybody who comes into that door. You know what I'm saying? So I made sure that I, uh, you know, educated myself properly on, uh, you know, both cultures, you know, so that I can, you know, so that I don't have to turn nobody around. So, you know, that kind of set me apart from a, a lot of barbers here. And uh, <laughs> like I said, we got an audience walking through. Hey, this is live, baby. We we, we live, live, baby, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, but uh, like I said, shout out to Big City over for letting me, you know, build my roots there, you know, build my foundation. And uh, like I said, about 12 years later, you know, I opened Elevating Styles. And, uh, I mean, just blessed to be here, man. Um, pretty much been coming down here to Louisville since, like, 96, 97. Coming down here for Derby and stuff. So, you know, uh-huh. I know. Yeah. The golden era. The golden. Derby. Hey, I promise you, man. <laughs> the like 90s. The, 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 the stories <laughs> I can tell from back then, being from out of town, boy, you know. So, like, hey, this, just to hit on this real quick. But Derby was so crazy, just for anybody who never came or realized it. Like, I came down here with a video camera, dog. <laughs> and I had so much footage on this camera, 
I was selling DVDs back home, yo. Like little cassettes oh, and man. stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's how popping it was, <laughs> dog. So, dog, y'all who never, you know, really witnessed any of that, man, I feel sorry for you. But, uh, hey, if ever you hear anybody talking about them stories, make sure you pay attention because I don't think it ever get back there. But, um, you know, back to, uh, you know, this grind, this hustle, you know, barbering and stuff. Uh, like I said, it, it's, it's, it was in my blood, you know what I'm saying? I really didn't realize it was in my blood until I uh, – I started going through, you know, hair school. And see, here's the thing. I'm a licensed cosmetologist, but I just strictly cut hair. Now, how that happened is um, Kentucky and I believe Vegas are the only two states where you have to separate, you know, barbering and cosmetology. Like, you literally have to have a wall separating, you know. You can't be Uh in the same room. So, but back home in Illinois, you know, you can have it all in the same. You know, you can have a barber shop with beauticians in there or, you know, a, a beauty salon with, you know, barbers in there. And it wasn't an issue. So the, uh, we didn't have a barber school back home. So uh, we just had cosmetology, but they taught here. Where you taught, you know, you learned everything yeah, in yeah, a cosmetology. Yeah. So, you know, any, you. anybody who wanted to, you know, just, you know, learn how to cut hair, they had to go through the whole process of learning how to do hair, perms, and all that stuff, which – you know, you might not look at it then, but that really sets you up for your future because, like I said, you you are able to service everybody. Right, and not not only just just to tie it into something else, not not just being able to service everybody. If you have that, you can, you know, you can have ownership to service everybody. Yeah, not just you being the worker, but you can control everything control. Exactly. so i think that's so big you, too yeah you can have a barber shop with a you know uh somebody that do nails or somebody right. that do massages you know what i'm saying you can have all that in there so um but um uh yeah it, like i said it's pretty much been in my blood man uh i went to hair school back home uh my, my granddad was real cool with the uh the owner of the school you know they pretty much done a whole bunch of business that's pretty much where I get my hair cutting from. See, like when I went to school, like my intention wasn't to do hair, but I knew I had to learn it just to get my license. But, you know what I'm saying, like my, my main focus and goal was to just cut hair. So, like I said, I knew I could go to school, get my license, and go straight to my granddad's barbershop. So that's what I would do. I would go, you know, after school, I would go down to his shop, you know what I'm saying, and get my, my lessons in, in, in the actual haircutting part until I could get to the uh, class because you have to go through certain levels in school. You start off at one point and you work your way up. You got to pass so many little tests to get to the next level and all that. So, you know, until uh, I got to the haircutting part, to make sure I was on point when I got to that part. Right. Going down in my so you had part. a you had a little edge. Yeah, you know, I had. A, yeah, you I had, had a little step edge, up. You know everybody saying? else going through. Right, 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 right. But I, I I took that you know what I'm saying and ran with it. You know what I'm saying. Even though I had that there, you know, I knew I couldn't mess up. I knew I couldn't be like, oh, that's my granddad. He let me come in later. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I, I still had to be there on time. Right, right. You know what I'm saying. I had to do what he said. You know what I'm saying. And 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 that's what it was. But I knew that matured me for you know where i'm at now so um uh yeah so you know went to school um did that for about a year uh and while i'm going through school i already knew i wanted to you know come move down here as far as the louisville because you know i knew people down here and i knew my way around a little bit but you know i knew i knew what i was capable of was bigger than where i was so you know i wanted to take what i had to you know, a bigger place and, you know, showcase what, what I learned and what, you know, I was capable of doing. And, and like I said, it brought me, it was crazy. It was between Atlanta and Louisville and, you know, guys, it brought me to Louisville, man. Been here 12 years and. 
You see, that's, that's that's how you know somebody's not from here because they say in Louisville. Louisville? Oh. And, and, instead of just Louisville. Louisville. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you know, it is what it is. It come out sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I, I guess I still got my little Illinois twang. And then, you know, sometimes it'd be like Louisville or over. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. There, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it come out. It come out. But, uh, but yeah, man. But, that, I mean, that's pretty much it, man. Like I said, uh, you know, it's just it's just amazing where, you know, God has brought me to from, you know, where I was at a point. Like, when I first started school, I was at a point to where I didn't even know what I was going to do. Like, I was I was actually living, excuse me, living in St. Louis with my cousin. And, uh, man, shoot, I was in between jobs and had a car payment. I actually got my truck repoed, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And, and, you know, it just so happened it was on the weekend, man. My pops called me, and we were talking. I'm telling him about what's going on and stuff, and. He was like, uh, you never thought about cutting hair? Which I hadn't, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I had never a day in my life thought about cutting hair, man. And uh, he was like, well, why don't you give your granddad a call? So, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I, I love my love my granddad, you know what I'm saying? He'd been there all my life and stuff. But my granddad was one of them granddads where it was kind of hard to talk to. You know what I'm saying? He was one of them stern granddads. Yeah, you know one of them, them old schools. Old school granddads. Yeah, so, yeah, like, you know. You, you need something to take care of. He going to do it. After that, he's in the back leaving you know, alone. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, you know, it, it wasn't that I couldn't talk to him. It's just that I guess I had never, you know, really had that one-on-one with him. But, you know, I gave him a call, and after that phone call, he was like, you know, you come back, and I'll go talk to, you know, like I said, the uh, owner of the hair school. And, man, they had me in school within, like, two weeks, and, that was the that was the start, man, and you know it's been a blessing ever since, man. So let 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 me ask you this: I, I do got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, what would you say? You know, definitely coming from Chicago down to Louisville, what would you say is the biggest difference in the cultures between the two cities that you you know that you've realized? The biggest difference. Uh, Whether it's fashion or, or slang or uh, what the type of music that everybody vibes to, nightlife, just anything, a, biggest change first, in that first, type of culture. First, first thing that popped into my head, man, and um, first thing I noticed here is like just just the way families interact with each other. Um, I don't know if this is good or bad, but it it wasn't until I had moved down here to Louisville that. I seen families like literally fighting each other, mm. like back 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 in <laughs> Illinois. You know, back where I'm from, like we don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody have their issues and problems, and you know, everybody got you know that uncle that do this or that auntie that do. You know, okay, it, it it is what it is. But back home, we we understand the situation. We do what we can to help, but we never we never make them feel like you know we don't love you or you can't, you know, come to us or, you know what I'm saying? Like we, that door is always open, even though you do what you do, you know what I'm saying? But it was just crazy, man. I moved down here and I, you know, I'm seeing like, you know, brothers and sisters like fighting each other, you know, literally like, yeah. you know, hands on, you know what I'm saying? But I understand it's different in different places, but I don't know. That, that was just, that was probably the, the, that was just the first thing that popped into my head. You know what I'm saying? The difference. I think maybe you know? it, you know, maybe it's like, Definitely a, a much smaller city, clearly than Chicago. Well, you see, but see, you got to understand, so, though, like where I'm from, I'm from Decatur, Decatur, Illinois. So it's it's okay. like an hour, twenty minutes south of Chicago. So like my my little town is probably maybe eighty thousand, maybe a hundred thousand people, if that. 
So Louisville is bigger than, you know what I'm saying, where I'm from. Okay. I got you. You know what I'm saying? So, but I don't know. I don't know. I just had never experienced that. But, I mean, as far as, like, anything, you know, anything else within the culture, um, it's a lot faster up there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a yeah. lot faster. I can you know definitely see that. Yeah. You know, like like I said, I, I came down here and I could really, like, you know, really take my time with things. You know what I'm saying? And up, you know, up there, everything's just moving so quick. You know what I'm saying? So you kind of got to keep up with it. You know what I'm saying? And you either go get rolled on or rolled over. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, and, and sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes yeah. maybe you got to get somewhere else so you can slow it down mm-hmm. and take your time to and really perfect you know, so what you're yeah, trying to do. Exactly. Exactly. And then you take that to wherever else you're going, then, you know, you'll be able to keep up with whatever. So, but um, as far as like, you know, um, music. Um, yeah, the favorite yeah. hip hop. This is what I like to try to do. I like to, uh, I want to get. Your favorite, well, let's just say, well, it don't have to be no number. Just your favorite hip-hop artist of all time and then okay. your favorite hip-hop artist today. Okay. Uh, of all time. Hmm. Of all time. And I do judge people on these. Okay, yeah. Um, favorite hip-hop artist of all time, I'm going to have to say, man. Biggie and Jay, man. I mean, just because, like, back home, we just grew up on that air. You know what I'm saying? We was, you know, we was more, I guess, East Coast than, you know, West Coast. You know what I'm saying? Just from, like, yeah. Chicago, you know, because they always said Chicago was a, a smaller New York. You know what I'm saying? So, as far as where, you know, I'm from or whatever, we, we gravitated more towards that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we definitely listened to, you know, the E-40s, the, the, the uh, you know, the Scarface and, and, and the Ice Cube and all that stuff. But I think it was probably more more east coast you know where i'm from so i'll probably listen more to uh yeah probably you know biggie probably, well, I, I, know I listen more to biggie than Pac, and you know what i'm saying like i said jay and I ain't gonna lie with i know but with, with, and, and the reason <laughs> i say jay is because i ain't gonna lie with with, with this 444 that that growth right you know what i'm saying listening to him for where he started to 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 now and seeing that growth you know what i'm saying and you able to still you know put what he say with with what we've seen and all that, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's just, you know what I'm saying, numbers don't lie, you know well, what I mean? Well, I, I can't knock you for, for, for the Jay-Z pick, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I'll say it forever, Jay-Z is the greatest rapper of all time. Okay. Now, see, I, I got to hop hop out of your <laughs> out of your car when, when, when Biggie is brought up. I'm very biased against Biggie. Okay, okay. You know, and, it, and it's for a couple reasons, you and know, what, for... Uh, what are those? Then? For one... I was raised up on on the West Coast music. I'm I'm a West West guy. Okay, you know okay. Californication, all of that. Mm-hmm. Pac, E40, Above the Law, MC8, mm-hmm. DJ Quick, oh. all of them guys. Yeah. So, and I never really liked the East Coast growing up because all of my uncles and everybody they it's nothing but West Coast music. I'm like we. I was listening to the old Bloods and Crips tapes. You know what I'm okay. saying? Oh man! Like Tales from the Hood. So oh, I didn't never. <laughs> I never truly listened to anything from the East Coast probably until, and I'm going to be honest with you, I I wasn't really ever a Jay-Z fan until like 2002, 2003 for real. Okay. So I was, I, I didn't listen to no East Coast. Mm-hmm. The only East Coast rapper that I listened to back then, and once again it's because my uncles listened to him, was Rakim. Rakim and Big Daddy Kane, them the only ones. Okay. Right. But 
so yeah, I'm 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 West Coast guy. And plus I can't say Big is one of the greatest when he only had two albums. I'm sorry, that disqualifies. I feel you, but I mean it, it, the music is still time. Just like Pac, it's still timeless though. You can put but Pac had more than put, two albums. Yeah, but you can put you can put his music still in with any lyricist that's going on right now and it'd be like he was just in that studio. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know I definitely so, put I mean, Pac up there as one of the greatest. Yeah. yeah. You know, we'll we'll come back around we'll to that. <laughs> and and we'll we'll come back and this cause we'll come back around to and, and cause we we're gonna talk about our top five dead yeah, alive yeah, rappers yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, so we'll sure. come back come back around to that. For sure. Uh so okay, so who who would you say is you know is your favorite today, these days? These days. Um Excluding Jay Z. Excluding Jay Z. Oh, okay. Right now right now who I would just pop in my in my C D thing at any given moment, man. Like big crit, um, Chris nice. Uh it took me a while to really get turned get on to Crit, but he's I nice. With Crit for a minute. Um let me see who was Crit. Uh definitely, you know, Kendrick. Kendrick definitely going to be a, a a great at the end of his career. Yes, yeah, uh, man. Hey, hey, dude, hey, dude's nice guy. But, um let me see. I mean, like right now, I can't. I can't even really say right now. I just really, truly have a favorite. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, my playlist is all over the place. You know what I'm saying? So you and me both, <laughs> for real. So um, all over the place, from Jay Z to Cole to Kendrick, and then the Kodak Black, and but see, and I, I'm, I, I'm on all that. Okay, well, I, I'm I on all man, of them. I can't get into them, man. I mean, I guess it's gonna take me a while. Cause my, you know what I'm saying. Shout out to the homie Bootsy, man. He be, hey, he be listening to some of everybody, and you got, we, you, we all, go, you almost go, got to. Yeah, we go out of town. You know what I'm saying. He would just be playing different stuff. Some songs, some songs I'll pick up on. You know what I'm saying. Like uh, he put me up on uh, what's uh, 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 Young Lucci. Lucci, yeah. And I, I, I listen to a couple songs, but I. Like I always forget just to find other stuff because I do like the couple songs that right. I heard from. Like I like these new guys, man. I, I like the new rap. It's like, you know, you got to give the young guys a I chance because if you don't, if you don't, you are gonna sound like the the people older than the us older, when right, we was coming right, up. Right, right, like this true. ain't ah oh, nah, y'all want some listen to some Master P. He's garbage. Pop in some Big Daddy Kane. Pop in some Run DMC. I, we don't want to hear that. I guess I just gotta get over how they, you know, what I'm saying look. And stuff like that. Cause I ain't gonna lie, you know, they <laughs> just say, they say they the, the first impressions, man. Yeah, ain't gonna lie, man. Because you know, you come looking crazy, man. I'm just not really gonna pay you no attention for real. But um, I and mean, so looking crazy is relative, though, because we we don't even dress the way we did coming up in the '90s. Still, who who who? I, still, I ain't really. Me myself, I ain't really switched to change. Well, nah, well, I mean, well, I don't know. I, I can just speak for me. Okay. I know back then, high school, mm-hmm. all of that. Four or five X tall tees was in, super yeah. baggy pants. I was on that. Okay, I'm not dressing like that no more. That's right, right. I feel <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So some stuff, you know, it, you know, the fashion trends change. Yeah, they you know, do. stuff they that do. was cool is is really uncool today. Mm-hmm. Like, but what's crazy know, is how it all comes back around though. You and know I was what I'm saying? from the haircuts to you know the. the uh, I mean, I hope. I mean, know, Prince. I hope, w- I hope get used and 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 uh, whatever. Was it cross colors? Don't come back around. I mean, Man, whether they look, step it up, look, you know. But look, Prince was wearing like that, Prince was wearing pants with 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 his butt out. With the butt out, yeah. I mean, and what, that was what, cool what, to that everybody. Mean it was all right, but that was cool. But then, no, then nobody, did nobody uh, say nothing about it. Right. I mean, that was Prince. I mean, they accepted that. Why though? 
I don't know. That's what I'm saying. So I feel you. I feel you. Just... Is, is anything that the newer generation doing now to that level are worse than that? No, nah, not for because I mean, really, if you if you you know you go back to you know when when uh, Dr. Dre now first came, they out, was wearing a little bit of you know hey hey they britches was was tight. They was high and tight. They was hand tight, and they had their hats cocked to the front, you know like they ironed their hat with starch and all of that. And, 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 and even, you know, even a couple of East Coast rappers back then, you know, they looked like they might have been getting ready to go into the WWF wrestling ring with the Bro. little thing, you know, but... Yeah. So what's our relative, man? It, it, it is. You got to get... I got to get past it. Get I a do. new music a chance, bro. I, I, I guess. Come on, I man. We, we, we I, tried, sh- I ain't going to lie. The latest, the latest person I did just try to give a chance was uh, 21 Savage. I like I Twenty One Savage. Every every song just sound the same to me, man. I mean, I like Twenty One Savage, man. Uh, okay. The, my favorite ones is probably Twenty One Savage. Uh, the newer generation is Twenty One Savage, Kodak. Uh, who else? Who else? I mean, people people can laugh at me if they want to. I really rocks with Lil Yachty. I mess with with Yachty's music Yachty. because dude is just out there having fun. He is. It's like that's that's but what see, the but, but that's see, what the newer generation is. It's more about fun than trying to be all super serious and and it's nothing wrong with trying to be lyrical. Like I said, I still like all of that stuff, but sometimes, you know, I I don't want to hear that. I, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I love my club songs, my party songs, and all that. But I'm I don't know. I, I think I'm I'm just all about you know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? What what your music represents. That's what that's I think that's what it is for me. You know what I'm saying? So if I you know, if I hear, I might, okay, if, if you got one song that draw me in and be like, okay, let me check you out. And then I start listening, I check you out, and you ain't talking about nothing. Are you talking about it, the same stuff in every song? Nah, I can't, I can't, I can't just keep listening to that. You know what I'm saying? So. I guess it dep- it depends on the mood for me. The mood? Okay. Yeah. Depends on what mood I'm in or whatnot. Okay. I got uh, so let's, so let's do this. Go yeah. ahead and let me know. Fit me in on your favorite sports teams. I probably got a feeling what they might be. <clears throat> But go uh, ahead and fill me in. I mean, you know, me coming from the north, I'm definitely still rocking with the Bulls and the Bears, man. I am. Mm. Even I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, brother. I know. Man. I know, man. But hey, I'm I'm, I'm a ride with them to the wheels fall off, man. So, yeah, that's that's what that is. Oh, and the wheels is, I think the back wheels didn't already start <laughs> coming under. <laughs> you know, I ain't gonna say too much on it, so, but you know. know. I think the Bulls would have done – they would have made more noise in the playoffs this year if Rondo didn't get hurt. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Because he was definitely. balling out in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, he was a – you know what I'm saying? When they brought him in, he was a factor. So, yeah, and he was really – you know, it was really down to him. Well, yeah, it was – It was him. yeah, he got hurt and it was over there. I mean, because Wade wouldn't go pull him out by himself. No, no, <laughs> he wasn't. I mean, so, yeah. All right, so we 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 got them teams that. Well, hold up, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not gonna gloss over the, the the college teams. Oh man, it's UK all day around here, man. Yeah, you know, let me go ahead and throw that out there. UK all the, day, baby. The big bomb nation. That's shout out, it. shout out to UK. Shout out to UK. You know man. what I'm saying? Constantly getting top recruiting classes and hey. one ring to show for us. So, hey, but you know what? That's yeah. all right though. It's That's all, all right. Man. You know, I mean. We'll, what what is somebody more than what y'all got? I mean, because <laughs> if they come hey, get man. this latest one, hey, you know, I'm just saying. Hey man, we both seen come. us win that. It don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter. I, 
that's another topic for another <laughs> for seen, another we, episode. We seen it. Uh, that's for another there episode. Ain't no proof of it. I, I synced it. Go, <laughs> I synced it. When, you know, in twenty years from now, and they go looking at them books. <laughs> what, what's what? what's one of my homeboys told me after we uh after we 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 did you know beat Kentucky in basketball this year. When uh-huh. I say we, I mean the Almighty Louisville Cardinals. Okay. Yeah, it, uh, happened. it happened. But, but like it's funny. Said, even, even the sun shines on the dog butt some days. You know what I'm saying? So it was funny. I told my boy, I was like, "Yeah, we just spanked on basketball. How you like that?" And and he hit me with the, "I don't care about that. We're a football school now, cause they beat us in football." I said, "Oh man, you are retarded, bro." Nah, we, we definitely not. No <laughs> uh, I mean, shout out to us. The, the tables turned, but they're great. You know. you know what I'm saying? We great. Get the football and basketball. You know what? We can go on too long with that. Too long with that. That'd be another topic for another day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that was just the, just the introductory information. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back uh, with more of the Bowling Beach podcast. Shots out. Oh, oh, oh. It's great, but it could be better. It always could always be better. You say it's good, but it could be better. It always could always be better. Everything in life could always be better. Don't settle for less, cause then you miss out on more. Everything in life won't always be pleasure. You work for the treasure just to live even more. Cause you say it's good. But it could be better It always could always be better Unlike your happiness and live for forever I'll express my love in a letter I love you cause you be making me better You make me feel so much better It could be good, but it could be better When I'm with you I feel much better Lay on the hood and look at the stars and name them whatever. You always call that one Trevor. Since a young one, you always been clever. Let's grow old rocking chairs and play checkers. I want to spend my whole life with you. Without you, I feel so good. All right. Uh, welcome everybody back to the Ball and Beach Podcast. Once again, I'm your host B Spence, uh, sitting in here, actually on location, yes, sir, at Elevating Styles Barbershop with my Your man, boy, the Jacob, specialist. aka the specialist. Uh, so what we're gonna get into now? We got a couple of things we're gonna uh, talk about in the sports world. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is it, it's kind of, well, I guess you could say it's a major thing, maybe not a major thing, how you see it. Uh, it's going on with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, one of their cornerbacks, Delvin Bro, he w- or Bray Bro, kind of the. I like Bro. Do you know how? Yeah. No. Delvin Bro. We're going to go with Delvin Bro. <laughs> Delvin Bro, Bro. All right. So uh, it was initially thought, you know, by from from team doctors that. He had a uh, he had a contusion, uh, and comes to find out a little bit later, it's actually a fracture that he has. Hmm. 
so on on top of that he's gonna you know instead of missing you know maybe a week maybe two weeks he's gonna be missing you know i think it's either four to six or, or six to eight weeks uh because of the fracture that he has i know some some of the coaches uh were complaining that he wasn't you know healing as fast as he should for a contusion so you know the doctors took another look he actually has a fracture everybody knows a fracture is a lot more serious than a contusion uh, so actually the Saints, uh, it was a couple of the, the Saints doctors that actually fired them uh, because of this misdiagnosis. So what what, what I want to know, you know, do you think that's an overreaction? Uh, do you think it was the right move to make? Uh, just your whole thoughts uh, on that type of situation. Man, uh, I think everybody make mistakes, man. I mean, if they, I think if they really – you know, did their job to try to, you know, diagnose what it was, you know. I, I don't think it was no reason for them to get fired, you know. Um, I know they're dealing with a whole lot of money. and whole <laughs> lot of money. So, you know, they got to make sure everybody up to par. But, you know, I mean, it's just like, you know, you go get that x-ray and you got some, you know, some, some tissue or muscle on top of that fracture. You know, it might not come up. But, you know, I mean, it's the politics, man. I mean. If it ain't, you know, all the way 100, you know, they, they want to be done with you. You know, we can't – it's like we don't even get a chance to make a mistake no more. We just got to be perfect, you know what I'm saying, which ain't right because, you know, ain't nobody perfect. But, hey, it's the world we live in right now. Def- definitely nobody is perfect. Um, I, I think that I – I don't know if I would say it was the right move to make for them to fire those doctors – but I understand why they make that move. Yeah. So what would they in do? the Just NFL? This is people, this I is mean, a this is a billion dollar business. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Billions. The teams themselves are worth billions. Not to mention just the, the NFL in general. Right. Just one particular team can be worth billions of dollars. Uh, and actually, let me go ahead and correct it. It is he's expected to be out for four to six weeks with a uh, fractured fibula. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, let me ask you this. Were those doctors, were they new or had they been there for a while? Because, I mean, if they got history, with, I look at it like if they got history with the team and this is like maybe the first or second time out of, you know, 10 or plus years that something has happened and they made a mistake, nah, that ain't no, you know, to me, I don't think that's no reason to get rid of them if it's, you know, if it don't, if it hasn't happened a lot, you know what I'm saying, so. Okay, okay. Well, not really sure how long their tenure is with the team. Right, right. Uh because, I mean, now they got to hire more people. And, yeah, and, they do. You know, I mean. And then it takes a while. To, yeah, they got to get used to the team and how things yeah. go. And, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, like, you know, what if they mess up during that process? They go fire them just because they messed up and then, you know, get it quick enough? Or, you know. Well, just from you. Well, I know I know you had told me you had experience with a, a misdiagnosis. Yeah, yeah. When I was and How did you feel about that, those doctors when they misdiagnosed you? I wanted to sue them, Joe. <laughs> a lot, you know what I'm saying? Cause, Would mean, you want them fired? Uh, I ain't gonna the say person that. who misdiagnosed in that moment, we're not talking about you today, we're talking right. about in that, in that moment. moment. In that moment, you know, uh, I mean, I wouldn't go say fire, but I, I, at that moment I, I did, you know, when I found out that it was, you know, it wasn't what they said it was, it, I was like, man, we should shoot. I told my mom, we should sue them, you know what I'm saying, because they you know, they misdiagnosed, they supposed to know, you know, I was like, they supposed to know, or yeah. whatever. So, That's what you would expect. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, as far as fire, I don't know. and that's why they have I mean, malpractice like insurance. I was in high school; I wouldn't worry about that either. Too, as far I mean, I don't, you know. But yeah, mm-hmm. okay. 
Well, I've never had a misdiagnosis for any type of sports injury. I don't even think I've ever had a real sports injury, actually. Well, my mind didn't even come from sports, man. Me and my older brother, man, you know, was was wrestling, man. And and my my older brother was big, you know, he was a big dude. So we was wrestling in my pop's backyard, man, and I don't know. I slipped and somehow did the splits, and he fell on top of me, (laughs) He fell on top of me, dog, and... My legs was out like this, dog, and all I heard was split. <laughs> Real talk, it sound like it sound it sound like a pistol went off. That's how loud it was. My my, my hip popped out of place. Oh, I know that hurt. And I was on the ground, man, like that, just sprawled, sprawled out. And, you know, they had to, I had to literally push my legs together because, like I said, my hip was out of place, and you know my leg was just hanging there. <sighs> yeah, it was crazy, man. They had to call the ambulance and stuff. You know what I'm saying? My brother almost got killed right there because my mama was finna beat the brakes off of it. Oh, man. <laughs> I told y'all not to be like <laughs> That's how kids get hurt. Know, That's, man. you know, when hey. you got boys, it's gonna, they're gonna get hurt. Uh, it's really, just, it's just gonna all happen. part of it. It's part of yeah. it, man. Me and my brother went through it, too. <laughs> so we, we got hurt a few times. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, I don't know. I guess when it's just so much, I guess when it's so much at stake, I guess it's like, yeah. okay, you got to go. And maybe maybe they just feel like those two orthopedists, you know, they really weren't, maybe they just felt like they, they weren't that important. I don't want to use the word important because that can be taken the wrong way. Yeah. Maybe they weren't. Um, right for that. Maybe they that. weren't as high of a value okay. on the team. As maybe other people in the organization. I mean, but they still need it because enough. they probably they have. Doctors, but they, they still, still they probably still have twenty uh, to thirty other, more, doctors more doctors still there. Yeah. So, okay. I'm sure that they're still going to be fine. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they ain't gonna stop no show. They're going to find work. No show. Yeah. A yeah. former NFL doctor is going to find work yeah. anyway. Uh, so, well. Before we get to the to the one of the others, we'll go ahead. We'll stick in, stay with the NFL for now. And let's just get into the Ezekiel Elliott suspension. There's a lot of, there is a ton of he said, she said involved mm-hmm. uh, with this whole situation. For anybody that may not know, uh, there was, a, I guess there was an incident, Ezekiel Elliott's, ex-girlfriend stated that he allegedly physically abused her Mm. and you know I guess you know wherever it was at the 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 police decided you know not to pursue any charges cleared them of anything the NFL did their own investigation uh, stated that there were multiple instances and multiple accusations of him being physically violent towards her Mm. suspended him for six games. Of course, he did recently just officially appeal his six-game suspension. Uh, you know, there's there's been there's a lot of reports that, you know, Ezekiel Elliott is claiming that, you know, this young lady had been trying to extort him. Mm-hmm. And, like, like he had uh, – yeah. says he has text messages showing where she was going to say, I'm going to ruin your career, this mm-hmm. and that, blah, blah, blah. So what really happened, nobody knows but them two. Uh, how, how do you feel about him getting that suspension uh, based on, you know, he no charges being said. pressed? Right. And how do you think that his appeal would turn out? Man, I mean, 
I think they gave him the suspension just to just to uh, I don't know soften the blow a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because like with all the stuff going on now, you know, I guess with the right situation and you know and all that, you know, it's like they we they got to do something, but. Since you know they're going off of you know they don't that he hasn't been charged or nothing like that, it couldn't be too too drastic. But we have to show that we're you know we're we're on top of it and we're looking into you know what I'm saying it was it's like a we got to punish you a little bit, but then we go, we just go take you you know we go to, we go take you off you know what I'm saying like but uh, I don't know to me and then you know they saying that he you know had other incidences you know he. And they didn't do anything, you know. They, he had the had the OJ syndrome, you know. what I'm saying, I mean, because <laughs> hey, you know, they, they hadn't heard about some stuff, but then don't do nothing just because you, you know, popular, famous, you know. I mean, it, it's out there. It happens, you know. what I'm saying, um, you know, being able to use that syndrome, man. Um, but how do I think it's go go turn out? Do you think they'll lessen it? Maybe, maybe knock two games out the suspension. I mean, keep it the same. Cause I mean, for for they had to go through the 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 court and all that stuff, right? In order for him, I mean, uh, I mean, he been no, six games by then. I mean, they they can't go back and take it, away the games if he didn't already did them. It it depends on how on what happens with his appeal. With the appeal, okay. Uh, so of course he appeals with, you know, the NFL. Roger Goodell solely makes that decision, and then if he if he still disagrees with with Goodell's decision, then he can take it up to the next level, which will be uh, that would be the courts, uh, which is the same way that route that Tom Brady went. And well, let me ask you this: in this type of situation, as a black man that we've seen. What's been our percentage in, 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 in this type of situation? Have we, you know what I'm saying, had a good outcome or bad outcome? And then what I mean by bad outcome, like have they tried to, you know, ruin our careers, you know what I'm saying, in this type of situation? That's 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 how I feel. I mean, I don't, I hope you get out of it, but, I mean, we just, you know, in this type of situation, as, good a, question. as a black man, you know what I'm saying, being in the limelight like that, you know, we just, the, the outcome don't always be I think, good, man. I like think it depends on I think it depends on what and I and you know I don't know people might talk about me for this but I really don't care it's my podcast. Mm-hmm, right. I think it depends on what type of black man you are. What type? Depends on what type of black okay. man you I, are. I feel what you say on that. I, so yeah, is yeah. is it's going to be are you are you the Colin Kaepernick black man or the OJ. Are you the OJ? That's, that's right where I was going. Okay. Are you Colin or are you OJ? Right, right. I feel you. Colin's going to tell you he's black. OJ's going to say, I'm not black, I'm OJ. I'm OJ. <laughs> well, I, well, well, today he might say he's black today. Okay. He he he, he might say he's black today. He he turned back yeah, black he, during yeah, his he trial. He had no choice but to turn back yeah. black. Cause he, he well, he didn't turn like back. They just, they just sent him back to us. That's what they did. They gave us OJ back. The real OJ. Yeah. Yeah, they gave us Orenthal. Right. You know, so, um, but... So I, I, I honestly I don't my opinion I, I really don't think that he's gonna get any of the games suspended lowered. No, I don't think they're gonna lower any to of them. Full six. Yeah, I think he's gonna have to do the full six because of course there's been so much pressure, you know, pressure on the NFL to take a stand against domestic violence. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because there were so many instances before that people feel like nothing was done. Yeah, right, right. You know, they're so and, – and, you know, I, I'm one that I can say it about my favorite NFL team right now, you know, Baltimore Ravens. We've had so many different types of, mm-hmm. like, folks do some messed up stuff from the team. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you talk about the Ray Lewis's. Right. You know, yeah. he didn't have domestic violence issues, but he had, you know, murder issues. Trunk issues. Yeah, he had murder issues. Okay. Uh, and then you think back to Terrell Suggs. He's had domestic violence issues. Mm, okay. You know, really nothing happened to him. Uh, you think about we had a guy named, uh, if people remember, we had Dante Starworth. He actually killed somebody, drunk driving. Mm. And he was on the team after that situation happened. And then, of course, we had the Ray Rice incident, right. which really sparked all of Everything. the outrage. Yeah, yeah. So look, do you think now, since that Ray Rice thing, they're going to try to start like really making examples out of out of people? I think they already have. When it comes to the – well, it it de- like I said, it, it depends, depends on the person. On the person. <laughs> yeah. It always depends on the person because yeah. the Giants have a kicker by the name of Josh Brown, domestic violence issues with his wife, mm. and he was suspended one game and then got a new contract after that. Mm. So I, I don't know how they judge it. I don't know how they get the information from their investigators or whatnot, but right, right. it it definitely doesn't look like it's uniform across the board. But they did institute the new policy where it's supposed to be an automatic it's either automatic four game or six game suspension. I think it's I think they changed the automatic six because so with Ray Rice I think they gave him four games. Oh, okay. And then the video popped up and then he was just gone. gone. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's mandatory six. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that, you know, hopefully everything works out the way it should with Ezekiel Elliott. You know, he's a great running back. Uh, you know, just got to keep it a little more tight. Yeah, a little more tight. You know, switch up the people you deal with, you know. I mean, everybody, you everybody ain't your friend. You, you know, know and, and, and please, I hope he wasn't out here punch, punching the yeah, woman and I stuff and all that. Not. Yeah, that's not good luck. You know, that's not good for any man to do to any woman. I'm sorry. So, go ahead, segue into the next one. We've got the, what some people are calling a super fight. I, myself, am not going to categorize it as a super fight at all because I think it's... A spectacle. I, I think it's a spectacle. I'm not a fan in it. I'm really not that interested in, 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 in watching it. I may watch it. But I'm definitely, I think I'm, I'm definitely going to watch I'm, I'm not going to. I'm definitely not going to pay any types no, of money to watch this fight. Not at all. So if anybody doesn't know what fight we're talking about, we're talking about the fight between Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. All right. Money Mayweather. So it's got all the hype. Well, I don't know about all the hype. It had some hype. Mm-hmm. I know that it said, I've read that the, the, the tickets haven't sold out yet. They were expecting tickets to sell out. They haven't. I think that it's all about money. It is. Because Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather, uh, honestly, when you get down to it, they're almost like the same type of person. Yeah. They've got great showmanship. They know how to sell something. They know how to, you know, talk a good game, get everybody excited. Mm-hmm. But, and I'm going to speak specifically for fans of boxing. I think that's where most people are disappointed with this matchup is the Definitely. strictly boxing fans. Because Definitely. we know this is... This is going to be basically an exhibition match, you know, because Conor Gregor is, he knows how to box, but he's not a boxer. Boxer, Right, right. 
And them little, you know, I don't know if anybody been paying attention to these little, you know, the leading up to when they showed a little, uh, you know, them training and all that stuff. It looks I like mean, a goofball. <laughs> it looks like a goofball. And and two, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you you got to play to the crowd. So you know, he already, I think he already know people think he gonna get you know toe up. So he, <laughs> let me let me let me show y'all the thing. But I mean, he he's not like I see it like this, man. If if if. He can't, you know, get it done within the first three rounds. It's over. You know, I think he could get at least one, one or two good punches on him. But other than, if he don't do nothing with him, I don't it's think over. that he can get one good punch you don't think on so? him. Just you were talking, one? you were talking about Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. Never had a professional boxing match right. in his life. Never. Not been a a professional boxing. Not been trained in professional boxing. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about him landing. You know, getting them a time or two no, against against well, just one. We're talking about just one. Just him one. landing one against Floyd. the greatest defensive boxer ever. Mm-hmm. So if now, some of the if we if we if if we look and if we think about how all of the people that he's fought mm-hmm. haven't been able to really hit him a bunch of times, Pacquiao couldn't really catch Floyd Mayweather. Pacquiao was supposed to be the 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 the, the Floyd Mayweather killer. Yeah, but that's what people put on him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, like I said, everybody got at least one good one in him. Man. I ain't saying you know, I ain't saying they gonna <laughs> knock him out, nothing, but you know, I, yeah, he, he might touch him at least once once or twice. That's it. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, you know, Floyd go go, you know, he go go donkey on him, man. I have absolutely no faith in Conor McGregor to do anything during this boxing match. But just be there and collect Nothing. the check. Collect the check. <laughs> okay, so let me let me ask you this. So do you think that they're going to try to do another one after this? I surely hope not. Because, I mean. Because depend, the, depending on how this fight goes. Right. Then they may or may not do another one. I think they're going to try to pull Floyd to the to the octagon. I think this one go go either Floyd, you know, win or decision or something. Then they're going to try to pull him to the. It's a show, you know what I'm saying? He so would be a fool trying, if he goes to the octagon. Man, it, it's going to be the same way. I don't think you know what I'm saying it'll, it's going it'll be like a total fight. You know, just like when Floyd went to the WWE. You remember that? You know what I'm saying? How he, yeah. So I mean, it's like they trying to merge all this because I mean. If this really wasn't going on, who really would be talking about boxing or, or you know what I'm saying? Really, Some very good boxing still are going on out there, very good boxing matches. It's just that it's Floyd. Yeah. yeah. It's Floyd. <laughs> yeah. Everybody wants to see him lose. Right. And it's been that way forever. That's the reason mm-hmm. why his fights sell out that much. Yeah, if everybody true. loved Floyd, he wouldn't have – I don't think that his fights will be so big if everybody loved Floyd. Right. So you don't you don't think it had nothing to do with the wins or what? Because people want to see him lose. Pe- no, people want to see him lose because they don't like him. Right. Right. The re- I don't think the record matters to most people who watch it. Everybody mm-hmm. hates Floyd. It's the guy you love to hate. Not me. I'm a Floyd fan. Mm-hmm. Unofficially, you know, I'm on the money team. Unofficially, he don't know it. He don't know it. He, I don't think he got my application yet. But it's it's you know it's on the way, it's on the way. I feel you, man. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's. I don't even know if I want to watch that fight yet, but like I said, I, who it, knows? It, it's just a show, man. I mean it's 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 gonna be entertaining, you know. That's it. Like you said, that's what they do, so that's what they getting paid for entertaining. 
But I still think they go try to prolong this. I think they go try to get about two or three things out. Because I mean, it, it why? Because I mean, but this you gotta look at this. <laughs> this is what the world likes nowadays. You know what I'm saying? They like shenanigans like this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's funny word, shenanigans. Shenanigans, you know, that's what it is, you know, because, I mean, it's not real stuff. It's like people people want that, you know, that mess nowadays. Instead of, you know, taking the truth for what you're supposed to, you know, they want, they want to hear and see what they own itching eyes and ears want to hear and see, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean. Well, we will, we'll see what happens when the fight comes up, mm-hmm. you know. Maybe we'll have a discussion about it afterwards on the show who knows maybe maybe not depends on how i feel yeah all right so hopefully he puts on the show so we can <laughs> <laughs> if it is a show then i'll bring it up but if it's garbage then i'll right, right. i'm just gonna give it I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm just gonna say that fight was garbage and we'll move on that's right uh so 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 what we'll do now we're gonna take one more quick break and then we'll be right back with more of the ball and beast podcast Cheers. Back in elementary, I thrived on misery. Left me alone, I grew up amongst a dying breed. Inside my mind, couldn't find a place to rest. Until I got that dug like tatted on my chest. Tell me, can you feel me? I'm not living in the past. You wanna last? Be the first to blast. Remember Cato. No longer with the seat the seats. Call on the sirens. Seen them murdered in the streets. Now rest in peace. Is there heaven for a G? Remember me. So many homies in the cemetery shed so many tears. Uh, I suffered through the years and shed so many tears. Yo, 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 thanks for staying with us on that last break. Welcome back to the Bowling Beach Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, B. Spence. Got my guy, Jacob, a.k.a. the specialist in the building with us. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, we're about to get into our hip-hop mode, get to our, back to our, you know what I'm saying, music mode. Uh, first thing we want to talk about, uh, this is one thing that I did see. I, it was it, it really, I think it was a preview clip for uh, uh, one of the episodes for the Drink Drink Champs uh, with uh, the host of Noriega and DJ EFN. Uh, so where Bun B actually reveals that UGK and 3-6 Mafia nearly formed a super group called the Underground Mafia. Mm. During the early 2000s, and for any you know, shout, shout out to 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 the underground mafia from her from Louisville mm. from back in the day with the gangster walk. I don't right. know who was old enough to remember that, uh, but yeah, apparently UGK and Three Six Mafia was supposed to have a super group named the Underground Mafia. Now, Three Six Mafia song "Sipping on Scissor" was supposed to be the first song from that group that they was gonna do together. Really? Yeah. Mm. So that was supposed to be the biggest one. Uh, of course, that song never, you know, landed on a joint album. Uh, it landed on Three Six Mafia's album in 2000 when the smoke clears 6661. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, uh, B also said that UGK's 2001 record, Like a Pimp, was the supergroup's second recording together. 
So let's see. Well, sipping on Sibs Herb was was record for the album. Like a pimp uh, was a song for their album. He says they did them Super Bowl weekend in Atlanta back then. Mm. Uh, also believe that one of the uh, the original version of International Players Anthem was UGK and Three Six Mafia, not mm. UGK and Outkast. Mm. Uh, so they did have some work together. We just didn't know didn't that know, was just supposed right. to be on a joint album. Right. But how how lit would that have been to have the UGK Three Six Mafia joint album Supergroup? Hey, that'd have been off the chain, Joe. Hey, like for real, like the, what you just said with the uh, international players anthem. You know, mm. and actually, hey, I think I think that there. the I think that the remix that you that uh, Three Six Mafia I think is on the, the, the remix, remix to yeah. one of them. Yeah. yeah, man, hey, that'd have been vicious, man. Cause them, just them two sipping on Scissor and international players anthem. Yeah, them were two huge. classic tracks already. Huge, you know what I'm saying? Okay, well, well, let me let me ask you this. Not to take away from you know three six and all that, but you know, I mean, with with Outkast on there, I mean, look how you think it would have been as, uh, as that's a good question, man. Because I mean, they took it. They and hey, that was a huge record. That's just off the strength of Andre three thousands opening verse. Open, that yeah. set the whole the thing whole, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I yeah, you could be right. I I don't know if. I don't know if I would have liked the song as much if it wasn't for that first verse to set off the whole mm-hmm. thing. Because yeah. that really set the tone. That, that, that I would say that it really set the tone. Yeah. But I think I think even if, uh, you know, 3-6 was on there, man, it still would have been hot. You know what I'm saying? Because that's, that's two Southern legends. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hey. But the reason they weren't able to get it together, you know, Pimp C had a lot of legal issues he was going through then, got mm-hmm. locked up for some time. Already, you know, came back out. <laughs> you know, he came back out a couple of years later. You know, passed Pimp, away. Yeah, that's crazy, so, man. you know, yeah. Rest in peace, Pimp C. Pimp, you Pimp. know, so many shrimp. I get iodine poisoning. You know what oh, I'm saying? Hey. I've always wood grill. I always felt like Pimp C was talking directly about me when he said, yeah. uh, <laughs> "With them funny Geneva watches, you embarrassing us." You know, because I used to rock them Geneva watches oh, yeah. back in the day. <laughs> Ain't gonna lie, I had a couple of. I think everybody hey. had them. Hey, bro, I had three, and I wore two at a time, one on each oh, wrist. Oh, each wrist. Oh, you was doing each wrist. Hey, thought I was doing. I had kill my em. belt buckle. Kill them. You know the, the you know kill the big belt buckles. Uh-huh. I had to everybody get the first the first letter of their name on the belt buckle. That's I had, what the, they I had got. my whole name on the belt buckle. Like they, Look, at the mall, you go out there and you get your whole name put in the belt buckle. Look, it, it's this is the funny part though. So I ain't won't get one with first letter of my name on my belt buckle. Because, you know what I'm saying? I'm raised in Victory Park. <laughs> so everybody to know, they just know. Yeah. We won't get into it. But I ain't won't get that one. Okay. So I just got the last name. I got the S. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I got the S belt buckle. Know. You know, got the S chain. That's right. You know, the, the, man, I... Yeah. Oh, man, do you remember the the the, the LED belt LED buckles? Joint. Yeah, the LED oh, joints. Oh, well, yeah. you can have a message going across. Hey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, this was before the designer belts. You know, you oh, get your man. own designer made. Give you me an LED belt buckle from the flea market, Jack. Hey. <laughs> that was lit back then. Shout out to Pimp C. You know but yeah, Shout I thought Pimp C was talking time, about me. Yes, I had the monkey Geneva watches. It's all right, though. I was young. I made it. I made it look all right. Hey. They say, you know what I'm saying? You got to start somewhere. 
Never be. You know what I'm saying? How can you expect to move forward if you don't cherish what you got? You know what I'm saying? So, hey. Stunting. That's where it starts. <laughs> Stunting 101, baby. Fake it till you make it. You know what I'm saying? That's what they say. So, yeah, shout out. I think uh, Bun B, he's about to have an album come out soon, I believe. I hope so, because I ain't heard nothing from him in a minute, man. Because I think that's why he's going on the press one right now to to, to the shows or whatever. So, I do think he's got a new album coming out. I think he's actually still uh, teaching at Rice University. Mm, Yeah, he's been a professor down there for a few years at uh, Rice University. Oh, okay. That's what's up. Uh, So, shout out Bun B, you know, Trill OG. Dropping that knowledge to the, you know what I'm saying, up and coming future. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's see. Let's move into, uh, this is def- this is an article that I really enjoy reading. Well, it really wasn't an article to read. It was more of a video. Uh, it's about uh, the three-lane theory in hip-hop. Because kind of what we was uh, talking about before is that, you know, you've got the newer, a lot of people are not fond of the newer generation of music. They say it's the mumble rappers and it's like, oh, it's taking over, it's da-da-da. But and if you look at the actual record sales, who's selling the most, it is the lyrical guys that's selling the most. So you look at the highest selling rappers are the Kendricks, mm-hmm. one of the highest selling rappers right now. J. Cole, one of the highest selling rappers right now. Drake, one of the highest selling rappers right now. So with those MCs, the article focused on them when they were talking about the three different lanes of hip-hop. So what they were stating was the three different lanes of hip-hop is, you know, just classic hip-hop, both, you know, just at the core, hip-hop. And then you have hip-pop, which is hip-hop with some mainstream commercial kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you just have pop. So, of course, you know, everybody already knows that Drake is going to relate to the pop. And what it was saying, was it wasn't that Kendrick and J. Cole, one was hip-hop and one was hip-pop. Both of them kind of have done both of those. Mm-hmm. And, and they kind of broken down by the albums. So when they were talking about Kendrick, they were talking about his first album, uh, his real first album, not the first mainstream one. What was it called? Uh Section eighty, section eight. Okay. Let me let me let me get it right. Know. Let let me get it right. I don't know that one. Cause this was it. Uh, it was it was basically a uh, basically underground app. Underground, underground app. Okay. okay. You know, so it really wasn't. You yeah, know, it really I, wasn't. I really yeah, hear, it, was, I it wasn't really too about big. Kendrick Till. Uh, what was that? Uh, uh, something about uh, drinking in my pool. Good. <laughs> whatever, whatever. You know. Good kid, Mad City. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so Good Kid, Mad City actually that was his first breakout album, first mainstream album. That was actually his second album that he uh, recorded and put out. Okay, uh, that was the major label debut. Uh, let's see, the first one, yes, it was called Section Eighty, definitely first album called Section Eighty, uh, independent album, underground album, strictly pure hip hop. Mm-hmm. So he when he actually did come back and actually blew up with the Good Kid, Mad City, it was still hip hop, but still had those pop songs on it. You know, the yeah. mainstream radio play. He had started touching a little more. You know what I'm saying? He was reaching a little further. You know what I'm saying? He was probably getting more of the the Dre beats and all that. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, because it, it still had the pure hip hop songs on it, but he still definitely had those pop commercial sounding songs. 
basically the singles, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, let me let me ask you this: Why why do you think that we have to make those type of songs? You know what I'm saying? To I guess get out there or be heard. You know what I'm saying? It's like why? But see, I don't I don't even really think that we have to. I just think that some people. Well, let me say this: I don't think it's required for us to be successful. Right. Some people in certain you know, record label situations that they have. <clears throat> some of them do have to, mm-hmm. you know, some of those labels require them right, to do it. Right. But as far as being successful, I, I don't think that it's required to do it because if you go and you look at, <clears throat> like we jump ahead a little bit, but still, if you talk about J. Cole, mm-hmm. you know, J. Cole's, you know, he's kept his last two albums, if he's, he's kept it straight hip hop. There's, there's, there's no, hip hop in those right, two right. albums, no nothing commercial. I mean, it's like they made it commercial now, you know and, what I'm saying? You know, he kept it hip hop and they both went platinum. Yeah. Like the uh <clears throat> what was the this last one was for your eyes only. The one before that was uh what was the name of that one? Twenty something Forest Hill Drive. Yeah, the, uh, wherever he from. Uh, Forest Hill Drive. Uh, yeah. That album had no features. It was the first rap album with no features to go platinum. Mm-hmm. So we already know that we don't have to make those mainstream commercial type of records. It just depends on your record label structure. You know, the record label is going to push you. Hey, we need this radio hit. We need this. You got to put it out. A lot of labels, like I said, depending on your situation, right. they're not going to allow your album to come out if you don't, you know, make these times, these kinds of records. I feel you. So it just depends. It it just depends on what what situation that you're in for yourself. Yeah. Because like I said, Kendrick and J Cole they've gone back and forth. Because if you look at Kendrick, you know, Good Kid, Mad City mm-hmm. had the the pop type of music infused with it. But then once he came back with the the Pimple Butterfly, right? That was straight regular hip hop. You know what I mean? So well, I, okay, but and and that went platinum. It's it's to, with me. It's still about what they, what they, what they're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like their message is so strong. Like, yeah, the mess. The mess. You know, I don't think and the I, message changes. Right, right. It's that. Me- you know what I'm saying? But like, but then if you go to like the, the little yachty or or or, or somebody like that, even though they sell, about it, to talk about my guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> even though they they doing good and selling and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? I think they have to. Like 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 Cole and, and, and Lamar, they, I don't think they have to do as much to be as popular, but but right. but the the Lil Yachty and the and the Uzi Verts and all that, they have to do. They got to do extra. Yeah, they got to be more because extra. the content is yeah, not that. Yeah, I, I got yeah, I got you know what, what you're saying? saying. So and I agree with that. Yeah. You know, I, I I can I can admit to liking stuff that doesn't have the great of content right. because some like I said, I mean, sometimes it's, it's not all yeah, about it's that. Still, it's still music, you know what I'm saying? But it, this is what I wonder. Um, let me go ahead and come back to that. So like I said, he came back with the, P- the Pimple Butterfly, start hip-hop, went platinum. Mm-hmm. Nothing really commercial songs on it, really. Uh, and then he came, his, his, you know, the album that just dropped, the uh, the Damn album. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now, that one, that one is it's kind of both. It's kind of like yeah. Good Kid, Mad City. So, you know, you've got the you've got the content on there. You've got some straight hip-hop joints on there. Uh, you know, he's got, you know... Uh, 
Kid Capri's got produced, you know, song on there. Mm-hmm. But he's also got the loyalty song with the Rihanna and all the commercialized stuff. Right. So, Try, I th- you know, I think with this one, you know, even though he's still sticking to his core, you know, it's like, you know, he's still got to try to reach more people, still trying to get a broader, yeah. a broader, you know. So let me, so let me ask you this question. Yeah. Do you think that, do you think that their content is, well, speaking of Kendrick and J. Cole, mm-hmm. do you think that their content is that strong to where they do still sell? Uh, you know, and go platinum without any really commercial and, and, and pop type of music? Or is it the fact that they grew a massive fan base in the beginning with the popular type of hits on it, and then they changed it up later? I I, um, I think they drew the crowd in first, you know what I'm saying? And then they were able, once they had the crowd, they could be themselves, who they really are. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So That's a good point, because I... You know, I kind of like, not to cut you off, but you know it's, it's like it's like it's like let me put the, like we was talking about with the radio, the pop part and all that. You know, it's like let me put this, you know, this quote unquote hip hop album out here first to draw the masses, and then once I have them, hey, let me I'm gonna give you me, and then the people can pick and choose if they still wanna, you know, what I'm saying. But the content is still so strong in both of the, you know, whether it's hip hop or hip pop, it's still so strong to where they're still touching whoever listens to it because, you know, they, 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 they talk about everything, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's a white issue, black issue, or, uh, you know, a black on black issue, or police, you know what I'm saying? Whatever's going on, they still, they still know how to put that into their music and still touch you, whether you hip hop or hip hop. Yeah. You know I mean, saying? that is true. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I, I kind of go back and forth on it. You know, it's kind of okay that whether well, they just do this type just to get big and get the audience, and then boom, hit them with this so much content that you can't deny it. Or, mm-hmm. you know, it's the con- sometimes I kind of feel like the content might just be that strong to stand on its own, but because of the way that they did it, there's really never a way for us to really know. No, right, right. So, re- regardless, just keep putting out good music. Yeah, I definitely. just want to keep saying good music. Yeah, definitely. So I, I do think that, and you know, for a long time I used to, I used to, I, I tried not to like Drake's music mm-hmm. and, and not listen to it and and, and talk about Drake. Mm-hmm. But man, he some real stuff, man. Yeah, he do. I'm just keeping it real, man. That's he just be on some real stuff. I, I listen to a lot of the songs, and sometimes I be really feeling like the way Drake be doing it. Mm-hmm. Everybody says his music is sappy and. Right. Emotional and stuff, but hell, I'm human. He's human he's too, human, man. Yeah. Like, and, and you know the fact that you're able, you know, he's able to tap into that, and you know, you I, don't, put I it, don't know, put it in a way that where you can visualize it. What, he, what he's saying, right. you know what I'm saying? And that's why I respect it because I don't know if I could do that if I was an artist, right? Be right. that open, yeah. I don't know if, if there's many rappers out there that can do that mm-hmm. and still survive and be the top rap the top, star uh-huh. in the world right now, right? So, you know, I definitely, definitely think that Kendrick Cole Drake. They're going to be one of the, you know, one of the greats at yeah. the end of all of their careers. And they all have their different lanes different that they stay yeah, in. Yeah, everybody different, man. So, as you know, speaking of the greats, you know, it's going to be the best part of the show right here, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> speaking of greats, we're going to get into the top five rappers of all time here. Okay. You're going to give your list, and I'm going to give mine. So, I'm going to go ahead and let you give your list first of the top five rappers of all time, dead or alive. Okay. So then, so then I can fix it for you when I come in with my. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Shoot. Let's see here. 
top five dead or alive. Uh, and I'm 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 basing mine off like lyricism. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm, I'm more of a lyricist type of person than just so a, you a song. You okay. know what I'm saying? And it's just on the radio. You know what I'm saying? So just for, just for the record, mine is everything: lyrical ability, longevity, content. Uh, 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 influence everything, the whole package. Everything, whole package. The whole package, because that's what makes a rapper. That's what makes a rapper. Okay. Oh, I can't put all that in there to make a rapper, but okay, no. Okay. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, like I said, I help you out with your list when it comes to mine. Okay. Nas, and I'm not going in order. I'm not going in order. I'm just naming my top five. Okay. Oh, do I do shit? You want me to go in order? No, okay. either okay. either way. Okay. I mean, he's not in my top five, regardless. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> Nas. J. J. Eminem. Oh man. Um. Let me see. That's three. That's three. Nas, J, Eminem. Uh, um, <laughs> Kendrick Already in the top five? Yeah man I mean he, uh, go, he gonna be there you. He gonna be there regardless I mean I, th- I ain't mad I, I think at he you. gonna be He gonna be there longer than, than Cole Even though they right there Even though to me They right there neck and neck I think Yeah I, I kinda I, see Kendrick Last yeah, longer than yeah. Cole too uh, What's that four? Yeah And I'm going to throw you all the way out. And this is a new school cat. Lil Dicky. I ain't never listened to him. But I've, I've heard a couple Lil of... Dicky. I've heard a couple of the freestyles. Check him out. Promise I, you. I, I can say I was not impressed. Well, hey. But that's just me. Okay. All right. All right so let's, so let, let's, let's recap your top five greatest all time. Yeah. Let's see. You said you said Nas. Nice. You said Jay-Z. Say. Jay-Z is the greatest rapper of all time. Okay. That's the one that the only one you got right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you said Eminem. Eminem, yes, sir. Eminem might be in my top ten, maybe top fifteen. Okay. Uh, let's see who else did you say? Kendrick. Kendrick. And Lil Kendrick is nice and Lil Dicky. So that that that's that's the recap for 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 my guys top five. The specialist. I'm, no. I'm a, <laughs> I ain't even want to use your name on that list. I ain't even want. I didn't hey, even want to sign that list to it's you, bro. Look, hey, but that, that's what that's what it is, man. Hey, All right, you, so let you me sleeping on Lil Dicky, don't you? I'm telling you, Joe. Don't let the name fool you. I, I I might check him out another time. Yeah, another time. Let me let, let me go ahead and give you a, the ofi- let me, official. Let me hear top five rappers of all time. Okay, and you can book this, jot it down, <laughs> all of that. All right, first of all, number one. Jay Z, Hove, Sean Corey Carter, the greatest of all time. Nobody has done it the way he's done it for so long. No, that's true. I agree. So he's the goat. Number two, Rakim, the microphone fiend, make him dance to this. Mm -hmm. Second greatest rapper of all time, Rakim. I wish he put out more music, but he's the second greatest. Third greatest rapper of all time, my man Pac. Pac, okay. my man Pac. Okay. Tupac Amaru Shakur. Number four, 
number four. People always get shocked when I put put my number four rapper of all time, but he needs to be respected. Okay. As my man, you know what I'm saying? O'Shea Jackson, a.k.a. Ice Cube. QB? All right. Eh, okay. Q. All right. All right. Q. <laughs> Ice Cube. You got some lemonade? No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Q. Okay, okay, that's four. And then rounding out the top five, my man Scarface. Face, yeah. Okay. That's the gr- that's the collection of the greatest five rappers ever. If you notice, I don't have Biggie in there. Right. You, you or know, we, You didn't already stated that one as far as with the belt. No, why you ain't got Nas in there? But because let me let me say about Nas. If there's if I put together a list of the five greatest lyricists. Nas is probably number two. Okay. But when I say rap a lot, it, right. it's put every, every, like you said, you put every, I got to put everything but, together but, but, on it. But, okay, well, with Face, with Scarface, I don't think that he's got his just due, even though he didn't retire already. <laughs> but, That's what I'm saying. He's, you know, in, he's in my top five. Right. You, no, you no, didn't no, put him in yours. You no, no, you no, didn't no, respect no, no, I, I respect I, him. You disrespected no, him, not I'm, me. I'm, <laughs> I'm speaking on when you said all around. You know what I'm saying? Like, even, you know, all the years he's done this thing, I don't think that he's been looked at as – you know what he should have been looked at. You know what I'm saying? As far as what appearances and, and just popularity and, and, you know, the radio and all. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you considering all that to be part of your, you know, your rapper that you picked. I mean, I mean, that, I guess that's just my opinion. I don't think Face got, you know what I'm saying? If, you, if you're looking at the all-around picture, I don't think that his all-around picture is big enough. You know what I'm saying? If, you, you know, you're going with that. But, I mean, he's definitely one of the, you know, the, the greats, the vets, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That set the stage for... You know, you know, it's funny, Scarface, I don't know why, well, maybe I do know why, but it seems just to me, he gets the most respect, like, Scarface is the former Dope Boy's favorite rapper ever. Yeah, I can see that. Like, all of them. Yeah. All oh, of them. Yeah. All the OGs, Scarface is it. Yeah. Go to the hood, go to the hood barbershop, go to the hood spot, anywhere. Guys in their late 30s, early 40s, Scarface is that guy. And, and, you know, I like Scarface, but it's like, uh, he's in my top five, but guys, chill out a little bit. I don't know. I, I, say I, could, I could put uh, Master P in that category, too. You know what? I can't put... I really want to put Master P in the top five. <laughs> why, why can't you? Why can't you? <laughs> but I can't because his content was never there. His content? What you? I mean, but, like, I'm not saying I don't like the content, right? And I didn't like the content, but I'm saying it wasn't. He was more influential when it came to the business sense, instead of the actual type of lyrical content. Like, not to say his I lyrical mean, content was to, I mean, to me, like he just he wasn't a very strong lyricist. Right, but he he still had he had he had that D boy music, you know what I'm saying? He I did. Mean, that's that, but just like G, you know, that's just like Jeezy nowadays, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he he just got that that D boy music, but people still, you know, people still gravitate to it. That's kind of it's kind of generational though. Like I grew up with Master P and all of that. Right, that, that was cool when I was coming up. So and, and you know what I'm saying? This I, I said this is excellent same thing on the last podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, people down the new rappers for what they talking about. But we was we was buying millions of copies of Masterpiece music. And he I'm gave us a thing. step he gave us a step by step rundown on how to 
he gave you step by he literally gave you step by step instructions on how to cook crack cocaine and it was on the radio and we ate it up we loved it we We ate it up we loved it yeah to which first of all you know in case you didn't know he sampled rakim's song make him clap to this Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and changed to make crack like this so if you didn't know that you know but that's what i'm saying so it's all generational man of Mm -hmm. course we don't we don't want that we i don't well i'm not gonna say we don't want that but our tastes change right in music as you get older and you grow mm-hmm. and that's not just with music that's with anything you're tasting fashion changes you're tasting food changes you're, you're tasting, tasting everything <laughs> definitely <laughs> hey man that's a different show yeah that's a different that's show, a different show. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh actually anybody takes a listen to the podcast uh you got any comments or if you just want to give us your top five list of uh, 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 greatest rappers of all time, uh, you can, you know, send that. You can either comment it on, you know, the Facebook page, the Ballin' Beats podcast. We got that page. You can put it on my Facebook page. Uh, you can send us an email. It's uh, the Ballin' Beats podcast at gmail.com. That's Beats with a Z. You can send us that email if you want to give us a top five. Anyway, you can reach us with uh, the Ballin' Beats podcast also on Instagram and on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, find us anywhere, give us your top five, uh, and, and, and we could talk about that, discuss that too. Yes, sir. Uh, so what we're going to go ahead and do, we'll go ahead, uh, wrap up the show for the day. Uh, again, want to thank, thank my guy for, for, for letting us come out and actually record on location out here. Yes, sir. Anytime, man. Anytime. And, uh, if you want, uh, go ahead, let people know how to contact you if they want to get in contact with you. Yes, sir. Once again, it's your boy, Jacob Robinson, a.k.a. The Specialist, over here at Elevating Styles with a Z. Uh, the address is 101 Frankfurt, oh, I'm sorry, 101 Crescent Avenue, and that's off of Frankfurt Avenue. Um, you know, we service men, women, haircuts, eyebrow arches, facials, kids, adults, old, young, black, white, green, purple, it don't matter. I cut it all, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's a friendly atmosphere. You know, we don't allow all that cussing and, you know, loud talk and people running in and out and all that. It's family-oriented. You know, you come in, you feel safe. Uh, you know, we got TV, video games for the kids, you know what I'm saying? Just trying to, you know, just just uh, bring what my granddad taught me, you know what I'm saying, right here to Louisville, man. So, hey, um, hit me up on uh, Instagram. It's elevating underscore styles with a Z underscore barbershop. Uh, hit me up on Facebook. It's the specialist. That's D A specialist. Um, or hit me up on my Gmail, man. It's D A specialist number two at Gmail. Um, I will put my phone number on here, but I don't need no unnecessary phone calls right now. <laughs> but uh, you know, like I said, if you're trying to get in for an appointment, you know, what I'm saying for the barbershop or what uh, what have you, uh, just hit me up on Instagram or Facebook, and uh, we did get you together, man. Walk-ins and appointments, man. All right, that's what's up. Anybody want to give a shout out before we get out of here? Uh, let me see. First off, I just want to give a shout out to God for making this all possible. You know what I'm saying? Give a shout out to the homie B. Spence for putting this all together and uh, allowing me to be on his uh, podcast that will be number one here shortly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we uh, go speak that into existence. Let's go ahead um, and speak. Speak of them. You know what speak. I'm saying? We go speak that. <laughs> um, let's say get a shout out to, you know what I'm saying, the fellas, the homies, you know what I'm saying, be more first class, you know what I'm saying? Been rocking with them for years, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, 
who else? Uh, want to give a shout out to my to my baby girl, man. We're expecting our first child, man. Oh, you know what I'm saying? It's my second child. My first one is 18. Congratulations. But, you know, her, Congratulations, you know, it's brother. It's our first child, her first child. So we're expecting that, you know, sometime around the end of January. So uh, I'm excited, man. So, you know. That's what's up, man. Yeah, you man. You should be excited. Thing. Beautiful thing, man. I know it's it's like starting over, you know. What I'm saying my my son's gonna be eighteen <laughs> in January, and oh, I got yeah, one coming in January. Right, right, right. But uh, you know, I'm I'm blessed. I'm thankful. You know, so I'm glad I you know uh, waited this long and didn't have you know a whole bunch in between. You know, what I'm saying I was able to you know focus on my one, and then you know I could focus on this one the same way. So, but yeah, beautiful thing, man. But other than that, you know, what I'm saying shout out to my mom back home, Eva. You know, what I'm saying, <laughs> but. Yeah, other than that, it's all good. Mom, I love you. Right, I love we made it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, let me, uh, so, uh, of course, you can always contact, uh, contact me, contact the show at the Ball and Beach Podcast at gmail.com. That's the Ball and Beach Podcast with a Z at gmail.com. You can catch me on Facebook uh, under Britton Spence. You can find are uh the page for the podcast find that on facebook as well the ball and beach podcast uh you can find me on instagram at king king underscore spence 2500 also you can find the ball and beach podcast on instagram as well uh you can find the ball and beach uh podcast on twitter as well uh me on twitter you can find me on twitter as the hater uh, okay. So yeah, that's me on uh, that, that's just me on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? I give opinions. People say it's hate, so I roll with it. You know what I mean? That's right. Uh, so yeah, uh, please feel free. You know, send us feedback. If you ever want to get in contact? Find us. Find me during any of those avenues. Uh, again, want to thank my man's uh, for coming out. My guy Jacob, the specialist, for coming out, gracing us. Uh, you know, with his presence on the podcast. Uh, also. Uh, do want to give a shout out, you know, be more first class, Boosie and Juan and everybody. Uh, by the time this comes out, it may be after my birthday already. Hmm. Uh, but let's see, turn today, up, today's up. Wednesday, my birthday's Friday on the 18th. Uh-huh. Uh, so definitely we'll be at the hideout. That's the every and, Friday night spot. And you want to know what's crazy? What's that? Boosie's birthday was last week. It sure was last week. Your birthday is this week. This week. And mine is next week. Oh man, we are in trouble. Ooh, either we are in, either we are in trouble, or somebody else out there is in trouble. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, so definitely we're gonna be at the hideout. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I can get this episode out before then. We'll we'll see. Uh, but if not, you know, just pray that we make it out the weekend. Yeah. Boos, boo. Pray we make it through the month. Just you know put what I'm it saying? Like <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if Boosie made it through the night last right, Friday. We, we, that's that's for another show. Okay, that's okay. Let's hold that. In. Let's hold that in there. Let's hold that in. Uh, but anyway, you know, uh, uh, you know, shout out, shout out to everybody, man. It's, it's too many people for me to shout out. Uh, so once again, I want to thank the listeners for 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 tuning in again, uh, listening to another episode of the Ball and Beach Podcast. Yeah. Uh, and everybody, be blessed. Have a good one. We'll be back ASAP. Already. Grips on your ways, front way, back way. You know that I don't play.
Streets not safe, but I never run away, even when I'm away. OT, OT, there's never much love when we go OT. I pray to make it back in one piece. I pray, I pray. That's why I need a one dance. Got a Hennessy in my hand. One more time before I go. Higher powers taking a hold on me. I need a one dance. Got a Hennessy in my hand. One more time before I go. Higher powers taking a hold on me. Strength and guidance, all that I'm wishing for my friends. Nobody makes it from my ends. I had to bust up the silence. You know you gotta stick by me. Soon as you see the text, reply me. I don't wanna spend time fighting. We got no time, and that's why I need a one dance. Got a Hennessy in 